0: As a result of the political left's choice to make Santa into a homosexual icon exactly 10 minutes ago, based on the fact that they enjoy dressing 50 times crazier than the craziest cosplayer that you're too afraid to talk to at your local Walmart superstore, because well they're so damn crazy, a million... Homeschooled mom army, by some people's calculations and some people's minds, and no, I'm not actually making that number up. Similar to the 200 million person army of Asia Minor in Revelation, only this one being applied for a good cause instead of being an army for the Antichrist from that book of scripture, and possibly having to be remade into one million army of homosexual Santos in order to stay on the subject, has caused an uproar of schism within the homeschooled and Catholic communities in an epic and redistributed and rather ridiculous. Holy War over a slightly halfway made-up icon of Christmas loosely based on St. Nicholas and the Catholic Church, who was 100% real. That, of course, the left hates, ignores, and manipulates while ignoring it, as long as that somehow makes sense, Why not making sense in the slightest way. <clears throat> it would be better leaving Santa as Santa, instead of giving him a makeover that nobody wants, Similar to every time a business runs a night of degradation that nobody should attend, especially if they aren't the same age as the people who ask the question as to what they are accomplishing, besides the degradation of the newest generation. Meeting in a room below the Oval Office, below the basement where the Illuminati meets, below the basement where the corporate HR department of every major retail store meets, Leftist politicians discussed how to bring more homeschooled moms that have a mind of their own, not basking in a deviant illumination of demonic subjectivity, more so on their side, by possibly creating a Trojan horse in the form of Saint Gerard, reimagined as a lesbian man-woman with a longer beard than Santa Claus, or possibly a Trojan horse redesigned as Saint Paul, reimagined as a hermaphrodite with puppy ears, which of course was always the same way they reimagined him anyways. They stated, quote, "How is it that Catholics and traditional Protestants keep getting upset? After all, we only keep rewriting every single document in the Bible ten times worse than the Gnostics ever did, and place a bunch of gay unicorn women men where the disciples should be, while replacing every single biblical storyline with a storyline that belongs in a canceled Disney film, or Disney show, or Disney film transformed into a canceled Disney show after it was canceled as a Disney film." Cancelled only after one episode, where everyone is a homosexual reptile person with puppy ears, or in other words, the new Disney take on The Little Mermaid, after their first past terrible take on The Little Mermaid, to be showed at a local preschool near you for some reason. Which makes perfect sense, because it's the New Testament, or at the very least, our new understanding of it, which tends to look like Paul the Apostle reimbursed as a homophrodite with puppy ears, I just can't understand what we could possibly be doing wrong. Unquote. To make matters worse, or to the extent of the non religious, religiously non religious Democrats, who somehow are religious in an unreligious way, to make things better, the Chief of India has announced that he will be banning the use of loudspeakers at religious protests and religious gatherings in order to help the Democrats, of whom he has no relation, crush any and every meaning of religious liberty, as long as the Illuminati can still meet in the same place and possibly host a new showing of the newly reimagined but past cancelled Little Mermaid film. I guess possibly only done with less special effects or something of that sort, to possibly be released in 2030 if the entire USA still exists by that time and isn't ruled by a bunch of religiously non-religious reptile unicorn man-woman-woman-men hermaphrodites, or in other words, the Illuminati reimagined as Disney+, reincarnated as a leftist Paul the Apostle, as a hermaphroditic with puppy ears, as a St. Gerard figure, but a more homosexual version of Santa Claus, or just the Democratic Santa as they see him today, which would probably be the only person who would watch the movies they release, which of course is how they viewed the Bible all along. In Canada, Trudeau is increasing the amounts of insanity and leaving Canada in shambles with guidelines, of course similar to Communist China, that of course might somehow end up looking like a woman-man-man-woman wearing puppy ears, but just where nobody is allowed to vote, go outside or have money for groceries, but of course we can fully have the right to reference as a dog for a sexual orientation, which of course has kind of for some reason been just simply known as Canada ever since 2016. Why also referencing possibly as a reptile man-woman would also be encouraged. In other words, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for 2024. Jonathan Dicer, this is the Rights Perspective Podcast Show. thank you so much for listening to this podcast show you as my audience make me have the great ability to talk to people about the downfall of religious tradition as soon as we get closer and closer every day by day to arm again thank you so much for listening make sure to look out for my future uh, podcast show channel on youtube as well as I will be releasing another show later on in January. Both of those things are coming in January. And if you listen to my podcast, make sure also if you just don't have the time to go onto YouTube for whatever reason, because I guess people sometimes don't have enough time to go on their phone while they're on their phone, then then, of course, you can feel free to listen to my podcast show on Spotify as well as Anchor affiliates such as Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Radio Now anchor.fm as well as all other Anchor affiliates except for uh, three others that I just haven't put it on yet but I'll make sure to put it on as many platforms as possible and if you like and rate this show then there might be a high exclusive possibility that you might simultaneously while worshiping at a free Methodist church accidentally put your entire wallet into the tithing bowl but of course that would be given to a good cause if it is in fact a free methodist church and make sure of course to comment now let's get to the show it's no secret that leftist politics has only diminished holiday cheer expecting that if we have our own traditions which everybody does they must instantaneously be accustomed and by accustomed I mean completely manipulated and destroyed in an air filled mess of degeneracy in order to fit the nihilistic thought process that is the worship of the self. Target has tried to be the target of everyone's business in a positive way, and at the same time, as they apply their wokeness in every single way they can choose in every single way they can come up with, it always proves to be an extremely negative in every way, shape, and form, both for their business and for everyone's sanity from their choice to stamp the gay flag on every single thing that was never even mildly represented in the perception of literally anything in general, much less the homosexual practices that they enjoy, to the full-on indoctrination of LGBTQ+, on Catholic and Protestant Christmas-related retail products, most of which are only child toys or home decor decorations that have mostly never seen the leftist agenda before in product sales, they have continued to place emphasis on on the homosexual agenda no matter what the item might in fact be similar to the thoughts of attempting to align the theology of protestantism as the church is affiliated with the pca or the evangelical and reformed denomination as it has recently split a number of times in the past five years on the classic aspect of the original question discussed in what way can you prove that it's necessary to place emphasis on the homosexual argument on all these products much less as much of an important emphasis to put homosexuality on Christianity. In case you were wondering, the statement of faith applied by them when it comes to the PCA is to, quote, Stand faithful to the scriptures true to the Reformed faith and obedient to the Great Commission, unquote, which, if you can also remember, does not connect to sexual cultism of past history, or at least it's not supposed to of course, unless you see the Great Commission of Christianity as a Great Commission of succumbing to every single sexual form of sin that approaches you. As reported by Christian News, referencing CBN on a report quoted directly from a uh, individual by the name of Beckett Cook, who states herself to be an ex-Hollywood fashion designer and an ex-gay Hollywood set designer who exposes the real want of Hollywood. She says, quote, that American corporations and entertainment industries are working together to normalize homosexuality. Unquote. This is completely true, of course, considering that the only aspect shown nowadays is nothing but homosexuality mixed with pornography mixed together with more pornography, which in turn leads to every type of deviancy imaginable, again, related to pornography, unfortunately. As early as the 2000s, There were movies such as Before Night Falls taking place in Cuba, where a character to push the sexual agenda of the left by the name of Renalio is imprisoned for his sexuality, thus, while also being a character supporting another character by the name of Pepe, who plays the part of a literary writer, of course meaning to perpetuate that homosexuality is not only meant to be seen as a form of art, but of course a form of art that is to be accepted without even a mild standard of traditional approach, to say the least, That every single group in existence must accept it regardless of PCA, other reformists, Calvinists, Presbyterians, Catholics, and probably later Greek Orthodox churches, or just any individual that is in fact an individual living in the world. Everyone is supposed to institutionally hate institutions of religion while also bowing to everyone who makes homosexuality their religion. But quite truly there are other examples, since we're on the topic of the enterprise entertainment industry as long as it has been in operation, consistently urging people to act on their urges as if they gain anything by them. Homosexuality was, however, decently common, of course, in the Old West, but at the same time so was slavery, which is an issue that the left has to ignore every time they put two and two together and then separate both of them in all these films. And of course, there was a time when old cowboy films were simply gunslingers arresting bank robbers in the Old West instead of a bunch of homosexual relationships, since we saw that basically never written into really any script at all within the 40s, 50s, and 60s until the upcoming 70s when all of this havoc was occurring and basically trying to gain weight in everyone's traditional life if their traditional life is opposite. In the entertainment industry, speaking particularly of the music industry as always, of course, Lil Uzi Vert has been caught up in several fairly recent scandals, including one where he pled no contest to one count of felony assault, and before that, a firearm criminal threats of domestic violence, including another firearms charge rated at a loaded weapon charge, which, of course, doesn't at all go perfectly with his dark, black, upside-down cross, which as we talked about recently, at least without Peter, only refers to evil and of course the same industry that shows only deviant sexual relationships as also the same industry showing the downfall of literally every famous person alive as if it's something to worship. Now at first people might of course claim the race card here since he's African American and a sign that one must not point out anything at all and of course overlook the reality that while also participating in these crimes He is also known to participate in evil, dark spiritual practices in secret, as well as stating in a concert that went viral on TikTok and went viral again on other TikToks and other forms of social media, such as Instagram Reels, where people are reinstating the fact that little Uzi Furt said, quote, that fans were going to hell with him, unquote, while of course doing a somewhat darker spirituality than Taylor Swift takes place in her use of occult items in secret. Which, of course, again, goes perfectly with this upside-down cross and criminal charges, due to the fact that everything related to dark and evil Hollywood has to do in some way with the occult and criminal charges. It's also openly practiced demonic evil in secret, if you can wrap your head around that, first claiming that everything is a cult, which of course is something that evil cults claim, uh, and that every single thing related to a cult is related to religion, before also imprinting a diamond on his forehead and inside of his forehead and I'm actually not making that up, which of course almost bankrupt him, which again goes perfectly with his upside down cross, which is a description I could use over and over and over and over again. Of course, we've also seen the same Doja Cat in uh, Doja Cat scenarios and all these other celebrities walking galas, whatever in the world those are, in the most absurd and obnoxious occult related costumes such as when doja cat just placed a number of crystals all over her body which of course is occultism why numerous other artists have just particularly done the exact same thing a strange aspect that reoccurs is the aspect of claiming there is nothing but what you personally think might as well be true or that cultism is everything meaning that everything must be right or, right by the means of a certain group, and therefore acceptable, and thus completely disrupting the normal psyche of reason, and tunes out any understanding when it comes to religious clarity, especially concerning the Bible and Christian Catholicism, therefore deeming everything worthless, but somehow also important. And quite frankly and unfortunately, this is really the main viewpoint of people nowadays. Again from Beckett Cook, concerning the industry and the industry that influences our youth, and everyone else if you're not paying attention with the great delusion that keeps sweeping the nation concerning every subject basically every single day quote one way to get at christians is to subvert god's original design for male and female it's almost like this revenge we hate god as much as we do so let's transgress as much as we possibly can and the trans movement towards kids is the most extreme version of that unquote of course as everyone can see it spanned across every nation, it will continue to span across every nation until the end, and the most extreme is continuing to occur. It's doing the reverse of what you might expect. Instead of slowly gaining way through corporate marketing, it's going full force at our youth while going full force at corporate marketing at the same time. And the opposite happens in Hollywood, as with the industries in music, TV, and media, where everything is done in secret and only partaken in the most evil ways behind the curtain of Hollywood, where everything isn't always special effects and depression, anxiety, alcoholism, drug addiction, and any form of drug addiction in general, while possibly hiding a fake smile in a fake living situation, possibly around other celebrities, while wearing more makeup and injected with more lip filters that one person needs similar to 10 people could have at all the same time in unison, Because that's one of the main standards for women nowadays, unfortunately, in our culture. And of course, unfortunately, for men in our culture as well. To be uncomfortable with their bodies, and to change their bodies, sell their bodies, and then be more uncomfortable with their body before they start the whole process over again, and continue to want a lifestyle both unreal and worthless in sin, but also somehow, again, the most important as anything possibly could be. And again, men do, of course, steep into these unfortunate desires. They then buy into this living idea and grow more attached to the self and the self-abuse and self-abiding spirituality that wants to silently and rather abruptly disrupt everything that you've ever known until it either kills you or makes you regret your whole life in such a way you can't find a way to salvation upon such a realization, of course, doesn't feel obtainable. The only aspect of reality is to dive head first then into non-reality and social media or gain a couple thousand hundred thousand or even millions of likes comments and shares while they also have the inability to share the deepest problems they face with the world because they're distracted with a mixture of heartache that they were born into gave themselves out of free will and continue to choose unfortunately tricked into believing through ideology that somehow believes religion should always be cultism while cultism should be avoided unless it's the cultism you enjoy, of course, while making your whole life's goal to be convincing yourself to abandon all religious clarity, which of course ends up leaving you broken. Now, Hollywood isn't even hiding it, but they are frontlining every single aspect of this and assembling the most obvious evil and demented entertainment, quote-unquote, where vocalists invite the crowd into demonic trances and music stars invite the crowd to worship idolatrous imagery and optional violence and equally demented imagery trying to get people interested, similar to a person flipping a sign outside of a car wash like the good old days in the early 90s and mid-2000s. Only, of course, this car wash sells your soul and doesn't clean up horrid choices and sins and is, of course, a business of selling souls and depleting them. Of course, going back to the last question that has to be asked, yet again, as to how on earth you can possibly use Christian-Catholic-based imagery against Christianity itself, and the obvious reason is through legends or man-made constructions that at time could be partially true, considering a lie is often partially true. In the case of Santa Claus, this, of course, is the open door to walking headfirst into Catholic heresy. And of course, walking headfirst in my Catholic heresy, I mean making Catholicism heresy, making Christianity heresy. It couldn't be more ironic that the very saint that the left is claiming is perfect to sexualize in a deviant way is the same related saint mentioned to be applied as a call to repentance for those thieving, which of course, St. Nicholas is a main patron saint of repentant thieves. We have to stop those who wish to use the whole of every Catholic saint in this way, reimagining every biblical-based figure or every holiday figure historically meant to be tied to a Catholic saint in a way that only mirrors what no saint would ever stand for to begin with. And of course, that brings us back into true Catholicism and true Christianity. If saints are not historically represented, we're led into a new younger generation discombobulated by disunity and a disassembly of theology. If every retail store is for homosexualizing the next generation and knowingly giving them confusion, anxiety, and depression first, the saints are second and the PCA overturning the vote to hold biblical sexuality as a reformed standard is third. And of course, the overwhelming of every church and place of worship is last. This means if we don't have a new biblical schism of reformation, Uh, Proposals to reinstate correct biblical theology, what little Usifert said would be at least partially true that most of Christianity today is slowly but surely becoming a cult of sexuality. Well, as you all know, as I keep continuing to say, one of the biggest aspects of everything that keeps me going is the coffee I drink, which is why I drink Black Rifle and you should too. Black Rifle coffee was started by a young man in the military with his family and is family owned and family supports our military as well as our amendment rights to have guns for self-defense. Make sure that you kick the unfortunate and tasteless coffee out of your Monday and shop Black Rifle. So, there's something else very concerning to report here, and of course, all of my condolences to the Catholics all around Italy. As the Pope's age uh, is currently uh, causing him to decline when it comes to the disease that he was recently diagnosed with, Uh, beforehand it was not very severe, it was just simply infectious bronchitis. And this tends to happen when people are actually young individuals is decently common. Sometimes people will have at least one or twice in their whole entire life, uh, supposedly when they're young. But as Pope Francis has recently said, he has mentioned that his age is furthermore causing him to decline when it comes to health. And of course, I very much so hope that he is controlling the Roman Catholic Church the way that it should be not exactly with the left wing politics, but hopefully there isn't some sort of unfortunate, strange uh, heartache and confusion when Pope Francis passes away, because of course they would have to go to the huge entirety trouble of trying to choose someone at whim, and of course that would be very, very hard uh, to choose a pope right away. Similar to if Both, say, the U.S. President died and the Vice President died at the same time. It would be very hectic back and forth and probably one of the most hectic things to happen since the Kennedy assassination. Now, the Pope has told multiple Mexican broadcasting uh, news services as well as other broadcasting news services, as he has reported throughout Mexico and reported uh, to other people, within Italy and other parts of the globe as he has traveled around uh, giving his speeches and giving his sermons on major Catholic holidays, that due to his declining health, he has already chosen a place to be buried, which is to be buried at the Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome, which of course is an area that multiple uh, six, six, seven uh, uh, popes have been buried And there's something very, very important to look at here, as uh, Pope Francis uh, is very, very devoted to Mary, Jesus, and all uh, of the triune uh, God when it comes to Catholicism. He's very, very devout. Of course, a little bit um, very, very left-winging politically, but he is very, very devout to Catholicism as much as he can be through his uh, leftist politics. And... He has stated that the place has already been prepared, as he told this outlet uh, and other outlets around. Of course, it's very, very important to be prepared, and I think I should stay this, uh, state this with all importance, that as we get older, as our parents get older, as everyone gets older, we should have more of a call to be prepared, be prepared for Jesus Christ's return, be prepared for any sort of hardship. And matter of fact, without throwing yourself into too much anxiety, depression, spiritual warfare, that you should understand that things generally will get worse before they get better and you will come into contact with trials and tribulations all the time. Of course, probably more hardcore than when you were younger, say in high school or perhaps in the middle of college. So this is very, very, very popular. The Pope, of course, is to be the answer. For uh, God in the Roman Catholic Church, and it's very, very common for most popes to be highly devoted, more so to Mary as a saint than other uh, saintly figures within Catholic history. Of course, he says that he has no plans stated to retire like his predecessor, Pope Benedict, uh, Pope Benedict the twenty sixth uh, uh, reiterating his belief that the papacy is intended to be a position held until death now of course this is very very important and we should highlight on this note too even particularly if my listeners and my audiences aren't Catholic you have to realize that when you do choose God when you do choose faith it is until death because often this this is why people fall out also into the spiritual and not but not religious category and also just fall out of religion and belief systems in general is when they relax, they relax too much and they say, this isn't something until death. No, this job isn't something until death, which is true, but they, or say their hobbies, their loves, their desires, and even sometimes their marriages aren't until death, which is very sad, but technically in some ways is true in some people's lives. People refer to everything and state that it isn't until death. And as a result, life and faith just become something potentially worthless, and that's when people fall into a nihilistic trap. And we have to look at faith and life in a way where it isn't just simultaneous worthlessness. We have to look at it in a way very, very important that it is until death. That every single aspect of every single thing we do is, of course, very, very important when it comes to life choices and every single type of satisfactory uh, action that we can do, as well as every single type of challenge that we can face. Of course, this is uh, very, 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 very important. Also, when uh, the pontiff says this. It says I ask the Lord to say enough at some point, but when he wants me to basically referencing as some uh people as they get older and older they do tend to say that. I've known uh older people elderly people that have just said i I don't want to live anymore or I have lived a long standing life and as of this result I ask God to say enough. And this really, I, I don't agree as much with that. I would instate that it's definitely important to simply live life as long as God allows you to. If God allows you to live for 97 years, then you should live 97 years completely, utterly devoted to God. And that's something that our generation is currently losing. So this is very, very interesting uh, from Fox News, as Fox News stories always continue to cause large, large, large amounts of conversation. French teachers, as according to Fox News, stage walkout after Muslim students offended over Renaissance painting spark safety concerns. Essentially, what has been going on is there's been a big talk of discussion around a painting very, 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 very old. Very, very, very old indeed. The painting held by the Loviar Museum in Paris depicting Greek mythology, a scene from the Roman poet Ovid's Metamorphosos as, uh, in which the hunter Oction bursts into an area where the goddess Diana and her nymphs are bathing, bathing in the nude. Essentially, in short, the, the professor showed this picture to his students. They were they were in the museum and he basically pointed it out. And these Muslim students were highly, highly offended, of course, because the Quran does, of course, talk about uh, nudity to be very, 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 very horrific and not something that you should be sh- uh, showing publicly of sorts, obviously. And they're, in- they're incessantly mad about this, but at the same time, if you come to the United States, this is something we have to understand. If if those same exact people came to the United States, they would be very, very baffled. They'd be very, very baffled at our overall worship of the exact opposite. Because of course, the millisecond you go on Instagram or anything else, you'll see legitimately nothing but nudity. Actually, nudity has increased. It's actually increased very very statistically at a horrific rate almost almost anything you look up there will be some sort of pornographic thing now it's legitimately everywhere and, and actually any any a other story twitch has continued to basically become a porn site in a sense it's essentially flip-flopping its normal gameplay ideas and they're they're basically transitioning if you will to video game play and pornography back and forth. It's essentially porn hub for video gamers now, which has caused a lot of substantial controversy. This should make people understand that you can't have a one way accepted ideology of degeneracy, you just simply can't. The left has to understand that you can't bring these to every single solitary country while supporting them to a political stance, and at the same time throwing their culture under the bus. The left expects that you can. The left expects that you can not, in any solitary way, shape, or form, religiously accept their community or religiously accept their standards in any way, shape, or form. They expect that all of their standards have to suddenly be your standards says, quote, some students avoided their gaze, felt offended, said they were shocked, and adding that some allegedly stated the teacher made racist comments, which of course is 100% wrong. That's totally, totally not what happened. They're essentially just adding that onto there, but it it gets people wondering. You need to be shocked in the right way. You need to be shocked at the horrific evils of the left and shocked at the horrible practices of sexual degeneracy. But of course, you can't lie in racial terms and try to get every single teacher fired. Of course, because we're currently in a war between good teachers and bad teachers, and everyone knows what that means. So again, just in time for the holidays to make your holidays, I guess, even more hectic, there is this concerning story from essentially literally everywhere that according to experts most say there will be an insane cyber attack by 2025 and basically this is from all the way back in october and people essentially are basically restating this 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 current article is actually all the way back from 2014 of course just before every single aspect of everything started to fall apart for some reason but I guess just to stress out people a little bit more, there are statements all over Instagram, all over every form of social media that there will be an insane cyber attack, at least on 2025 or just after 2025. And assuredly, that this most likely probably will happen to some degree. You can't really predict that it's going to significantly, you know, be an Armageddon-related you know, downfall of all human connections similar to zombie land or something within that sort. But of course, of course, everyone is vulnerable. It it would seem that people are more vulnerable than they ever have been, but they're not vulnerable in the right way. They're not vulnerable personally or emotionally, but they're more vulnerable financially and electronically. More than 60% of experts surveyed by Pew uh, Pew Research believe that by 2025 a major cyber attack will have caused widespread harm to a nation's security and capability of defending itself and its people. The Internet was not built for security, yet we have made it the backbone of virtually all private sector and government operations as well as communications. Joel Bruner, former counsel to the National Security Agency, wrote in a Washington Post op edited by the Pew study. Obviously, this is something that most people are not concerned with. They're, they're not really referencing here. They're not really referencing the fact that people are so conditioned to look at their phones so often. They're so conditioned to look at every single form of electronics. They don't see how easy it is to not only step into their own downfall, but to be completely hypnotized. Basically, if you aren't hypnotized by evil spirituality, like every single person in Hollywood, then you will most likely be hypnotized by the electronics that evil spirituality will eventually use and manipulate. And quite literally, it is hard for people to not actually see this connection, not actually see the connection that at the same time for internet to harm us, internet also influences us and can be the downfall of an entire nation. It appears that most people have lost track of the fact that Pretty much every single kingdom back in the time was fought with human beings with actual literal weapons versus all of the nuclear arms and politics and armies today, as well as all the hacking capabilities, things of that sort. People are wanting to be reinforced by knowing that they're safe and secure, but they're not wanting to be reinforced by actual religiosity and biblical standards. Of course, This is something that people have to heed to, people have to understand more significantly. And I guess perhaps the concept of, you know, the Roman Empire of Men type of concept, trend that kept continuing to happen might actually help that out. And perhaps if more women do it as well, it might help our society in the near future. As for me, I would state... Of course that yeah it it probably will be within the next ten or twenty years when life will really, really significantly be hard. And again allotting to the thought uh an amount of minutes ago, we must be ready for the end times and we must be ready for the end, and we must fight till the end. Now let's get to a new section with you failed your doctorate. So we start off this new section referred to as You Failed Your Doctorate portion with a very very intriguing and interesting one and this portion is again meant to undermine people's potentially false theological and religious conclusions or just flat out false and religious theological conclusions. Of course this one is a strange one as pretty much every one of them possibly might in fact be and I'm not meaning to geek out like one of the science nerds in college, but of course I used to geek out about this thing when I, about this type of study when I was younger. So for this brand new portion of You Failed Your Doctorate, today we turn to a very interesting doctorate idea, and it's not exactly a doctorate, but it's an Instagram profile that of course if you were 12 and looked at an archaeology encyclopedia history for about two seconds, you would realize how wrong, and I'm sorry how incredibly stupid this theory actually is, and apparently it's been around for a lot longer than you might actually imagine. So we turn to an Instagram profile by the name of Black Sheep Bridget, who somehow has over 140,000 followers, claims that dinosaurs aren't actually real. While her Instagram states to be, quote, a shining light on conspiracies, parentheses, truths, unquote, end quote, a black sheep, in this woke world, unquote, which of course, black sheep in this woke world is a good one. And I don't exactly hate conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories make good conversation and podcasting. But of course, they, they do that as delusional and weak and sometimes stupid and hilarious they are. But this one, quite honestly, just doesn't make any sense. So let's get into it. She says, quote, this might blow your mind, but dinosaurs never existed. We're told that dinosaurs existed billions and billions of years ago as a way to push evolution theory and disprove the Bible. Isn't it interesting that the only people who have ever uncovered dinosaur bones are in favor of the agenda of evolution, Freemasons, and people like that? So, just stopping there really, really quickly, people have uncovered dinosaur bones all the time, who are the types of creationists that somehow think the world is 6,000, 7,000 years old, So that's obviously wrong just as a start. And for some reason, I guess this theory also assumes this, that the Freemasons are behind everything and are therefore, for some reason, behind the construction of dinosaur bones somehow. So she's literally saying that Freemasons have something to do with the theory of evolution, even though that was Charles Darwin. And as a whole, when it comes to hiding the real existence of dinosaurs, which is the effect, which is the effect that they didn't exist at all for some reason, and she also, I guess, assumes that Freemasons are behind every single museum of all time, which is something you really can't really debate about. One aspect obviously wrong with this is the reality that actual Christian believers uh, don't at all attribute themselves to Freemasons. So believing that dinosaurs existed based on actual history and archaeological and archaeological uh, discoveries does not mean you're a Freemason at all, it just means that you believe the truth that dinosaurs existed just the same way that if you dig up a reptile or a mammal, uh, you know, a hundred years from now or more, or I don't really know that science, but it's apparently at least thousands of years you'll see that it in fact is fossilized and in fact lived, and basically fossils are proof that an animal lived, so I don't exactly know why fossils wouldn't be proof of that. But other issues, of course, are the problems regarding the fact that deistic evolution and creationist theistic evolution are ignored here. The first one meaning that God exists and decides to be distant from creation, which is Fault, but allows creation to be created and evolved and potentially multiply according to somewhat uh, darwin's theories of survival of the fittest which of course survival of the fittest tends to take place the second meaning that christ exists and is not distant but wholly present and also still allows his creation to prosper and possibly evolve still yet again while there are actually a decent amount of theologians that go against both of these claims There also is a large amount of theologians that go with the second theory, such as Karl Barth, John Stott. If you know uh, your biblical commentaries, they are some of the most famous theologian commentary writers around from the past 19th, 20th centuries. And even the well known Billy Graham, for example, who obtains the second theory, who obviously might also laugh at this young woman's false conclusions however real she tries to make them be. Now she goes on to quote, Go to a museum and you will also see the signed dinosaur replicas. They're always a replica and she mentions that the replicas are rat bones. So I'm not sure how big this woman thinks rat bones are and why particularly rat bones would be the only bones used. Maybe there's something there with conspiracy around dark ages or something. And possibly, if I'm being honest, perhaps she might think rats are fake, or she might be the infamous person behind the birds aren't real meme. But no, rat bones are actually not used, and what she's referring to is an instance where China faked a rat fossil trying to gain money through a deal, and she's simply throwing those two and two aspects together, as most people do with conspiracy theories. In one way or another, they aren't technically bones, per se, considering the fact that bones are changed during fossilization, which is what the term fossil literally means to begin with. She also claims that resin is used, which technically is about the only true claim she even makes, and even that isn't exactly supporting her thesis due to the fact that it's either resin in the shape of a bone from a different species, or it's just another molded bone or an actual real bone from the same species to complete a skeleton if they don't have enough bones. Lastly, She somehow assumes she's smart by saying, quote, no ancient civilizations have found dinosaur bones, unquote. An effort to say that because I guess they don't have construction tools and archaeology equipment used for a four-month dig similar to an Indiana Jones movie, uh, as if that's somehow existence uh, uh, of the truth uh, of evidence for their non-existence, even though there's literally multiple drawings of uh, coexistence-related instances of dinosaurs and people in places such as Zambia, Cambodia, as well as Native America archaeologically. Which, of course, yes, that says that they lived at the same time, and yes, they don't have a backhoe to just dig into the ground, and they don't have all these tools with them, sure, of course they had knives and spears and other tools incapable of digging through miles or perhaps at least deep trenches to dig up these dinosaurs, but that does not at all prove that they did not exist. By the way, how is this indoctrination when it's just simply history? And somehow she also claims that, quote, and this is probably the most ridiculous aspect of her theory, says, quote, The Bible tells us that dragons and giants existed, which, yes, I agree that at least giants did. But how is the existence of giants not as weird as the existence of dinosaurs exactly? Like, how is it that you claim the existence of dragons that are in literature in some parts of the Middle Ages, Dark Ages, and somewhat here and there in the Bible literature, but at the same time attribute dinosaurs to a lie that the Freemasons came up with? How does that make sense? Honestly, the Masons say that their craft is literally from the building of Solomon's Temple, and most conspiracy theorists, even some Masons, claim that they continued through the Middle Ages, Dark Ages, and through the Crusader periods, which of course, again, is biblical history. If all these literature-related books, at least, might be somewhat inaccurate when posted side-by-side but to an effect claim to be from the same period of history, then why exactly would you accept dragons but not dinosaurs? Again, there also is a situated theory that a certain species of dinosaur known as Firphalopagus, which I'm again terrible at pronouncing all these very, very strange words, but apparently there's a theory that this actually got the thought process and the theory out there when it came to fire-breathing dragons. Potentially either people found the last uh, dragon-related dinosaur in existence and they came up with the concept of dragons and used it for symbolism all throughout their literature, or perhaps they found fossils and other conspiracy theory, or perhaps, which that doesn't really work, or perhaps they just simply came up with the literature and it in turn actually comes from a biblical standard. In turn, a dragon is literally the closest representation of a dinosaur that we legitimately have, of course, besides the actual legitimate fossil bones. And for that reason, you, my uh, young friend, have failed your doctorate. And that is our show. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Take care.